episode 53. Thanks for tuning in. Here's a scenario for you. You just got hired into a new position and you have a start date and are raring to go and lead. Problem is, the person you are replacing is supposed to be utilizing their vacation days until their official retirement date. But they are still hanging around and expect to be included in all the email traffic. So what do you do? The person won't vacate their office, thus not allowing you to move in and establish your presence as the new leader. The employees still see this person occasionally occupying the office and wandering around the building, which begs the question, who's really in charge? Now, this can be a tough situation as you want to begin to assert your presence and authority and start to build your team. But at the same time, maybe you don't want to step on anybody's toes. So let's look at it from the person who is supposed to be leaving or retiring. Once you've given up your leadership position, and let's say that now um, the person is in charge on 1 January, that's it. So let the other person lead. You move your stuff out of the office, you turn in all of your equipment, and you ride off into the next sunset, either to retirement or to your next job. You don't stick around, because what this does is it circumvents the authority and the leadership of the incoming person, and it's not fair to them. Now, if you're the person that's taking over, then you immediately do that. You take over. You start moving your stuff into the office, whether the person has moved their stuff out or not. Just, you know, neatly place their stuff in a corner. You put your nameplate in the place where theirs used to be. All the things that show that you are in charge now. You're the boss. Now, I'm not saying that to make this sound like you're full of yourself, but you cannot have the previous person hanging around until they, uh, until they feel like they're ready to go. But sorry, that's not the way it works. It is on you. If the person doesn't take a hint, then you need to respectfully sit that person down and discuss the situation. If the person still doesn't get the message, then you may have to resort to other things. And that could be, you know, with hurt feelings. So the best way for me to describe this is in the military specifically the army. I'm, I don't know how the other services do it. I, I would think it's similar, but if you are an officer or a, com- not an officer, let me rephrase it. If you are a commander or a, a command sergeant major or a first sergeant, uh, someone that's uh, in charge, typically you've got a, a team that you've got an officer that's the commander and you've got a senior non-commissioned officer that is the uh the senior NCO of of a particular organization and you're coming in to take over. So typically what happens is, is one to two weeks before the new person comes in, they kind of get to know everybody, but they don't hang around until that person is gone. What they do is after the change of command or change of responsibility or whatever you want to call it. After that has occurred, the old commander, old uh, senior non-commissioned officer, they depart and they're gone. 
And that's it. And the new person, the new commander, the new sergeant major, first sergeant, they take over. Like right then and there on that day. So if the change of command or change of responsibility occurs on 1 January, then guess what? On 1 January, they're in charge. And it has to be that way because soldiers and junior officers have to know who is the boss now. They have to know who is in charge. You can't serve two bosses. You can't serve two masters. You have to have a no-kidding uh person in charge and and that's how the military works the the old commander they they are there and they are making things making decisions and being the leader until their time to depart comes once their time to, to depart comes that's it the unit or the organization wishes them well shakes their hand and this person either retires or they move on to their next assignment, their next job. They're not there kind of bopping in and out every now and then like, hey, guys, how's it going? You know, do you guys miss me? No, you can't. You can't do that. And that's not the way it's designed. So here's I found an article on the Internet and first of all, why did I bring this up? Well, because I've seen it firsthand uh, in jobs that I've had, um, and I and I know that it's it it can be a problem. But for the person that is getting ready to depart or leave a job or whatever, I found something. I found something an article on the internet. So it's not bad to resign from a management or leadership role. By not bad, I mean for the company and yourself. Not so much for your ego, though. For some people, there will come a point in their career where they'll have to come to terms with the reality of the situation. Sometimes it has nothing to do with your leadership skills. It's just that the work is too toxic or you're starting to think your team might be better with someone more resilient. I'm sure your ego will survive once you realize stepping down is actually a good decision. You can still do great in other roles. And that's a key thing knowing when it's time to step down, knowing when it's time to turn the reins over. Is it time to move on to other roles? So here are five signs it might be time to step down from a leadership role. These are the five things that you can look at to decide. Number one, the pressure is killing you. Leading a team is tiring. All the problems, challenges, failures, uh, it, you know, fall on you. If they make a mistake, you'll be the first one to hear about it uh, as upper management. As the pressure from one side wasn't enough, the people in your team also look up to you. So you start to develop, um, you know, health problems and you start to, you know, be, feel the, the weight of the pressure on you. So number one, the pressure is starting to kill you, literally. Number two, you think other people can do a better job. Now... This one I think a lot of people struggle with because everybody thinks they're the best leader. Everybody thinks they're the best supervisor, boss. But there are those that finally come to the realization that, you know what, somebody can do a better job than me. It's easy to feel irreplaceable when you're the boss. You're good at what you do, but you are still as, but are you still as good as when you took that position over, you know, one to two years ago or even longer? 
Could complacency have caused you to stop learning, stop innovating? And I've seen this firsthand again, just like I said, you, you start, you stop uh, becoming uh, interested in, in learning and in honing your craft. If you've been in that leadership role for quite some time and are no longer challenged by your responsibilities, then it might be time to start looking for your successor. Now, like I said, some people have difficulty with this, which causes them not to want to be, not to want to leave. So number three, you're not getting invited to important meetings and work-related events. So if, if you have overstayed your welcome or if you are not becoming uh, value-added to the big organization, you might stop getting invites to these meetings when the higher-ups no longer care about you. This might mean the upper management no longer values your opinion or else is talking about finding ways to replace you. It's the same thing when you stop getting feedback and criticisms from your employees. There's a huge possibility that management already gave hope up, gave up hope on your skills and your team. And also, not, not only that, but maybe you're not being necessarily invited to your organization's uh, events, like, uh, say, a potluck or, uh, you know, some kind of fun event. Um, after hours, that type of thing. Number four, you're at a dead-end job. Well, that, I mean, that's kind of common sense. If you're in a dead-end job, then you need to, you should have moved on a long time ago. Number five, someone with an almost duplicate job description gets hired. So just like I talked about earlier with the, mil- with the Army, you know, the Army hires your replacement, you know, th- that's going to take your job in two years. And... They have the same skill set. They have the same qualifications. It's just the it's just the way it goes. the 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 army, um, you know, it it focuses on on training the next leader, and they they like I said, they have the same job description that you do. So it's it's destiny that you're going to be replaced. Um, and in some organizations, it's it's not like that. You can stay there until you either retire or die. So there's some other, another thing I found, and this was an article written by John Rampton of the Entrepreneur, Entrepreneur Magazine, October 2019. And it's entitled, Nine Signs That It's Time For You To Step Down From Your Leadership Position. Number one, you're way too comfortable in your position. You know, we've, We've all gone through this. Um, I've gone through this. When you when you stop, you know, uh, learning and stop, you know, challenging yourself in your job, and you become comfortable, then that's when it's probably time for you to move on and, and think about doing something else. Um, you the leader shifts from smart goals to hard goals. Hard goals are heartfelt, animated, required, and difficult. These goals help to achieve their dreams and aspirations. If learning, growing, and pushing yourself is not how you're currently operating, then it may be time to pursue a new passion. Number two, empathy is in short supply. The risks of turning insensitive and unkind to others increases as you become more senior. Um, you know, you're, if you're the, the head, head person of an organization, you... And you, you know, and you're be, and you're and you're finding yourself becoming, you know, insensitive or not really caring about your employees' um, issues or 
well-being or you know if you're if you quit asking for feedback if you quit asking for a criticism of things if you quit asking for new ideas then it may be time uh, to, to, to move on to something else. If you're not listening to your employees and if you're not getting their feedback, you know, good and bad, and that's a key thing is that many leaders don't want to hear the bad things. They only want to hear good stuff, you know, but um, there's negative things that are happening in every organization and it's it's your job as a leader to listen to what they have to say. And if you're if you don't have time for that anymore and if you don't want to hear it, then it's definitely time for you to move on. Number three, the idea well has run dry. If, if your employees are not giving you feedback and if they're not coming up with good ideas to help improve the organization, you know, you may, you may have to look at yourself and say, why, why are we not getting, you know, why, is, why are my employees not giving me good ideas, giving me good feedback? It's possibility is that, you know, they're just tired of, of talking to you and, and getting nothing in return because you, they know you won't listen to them. Um, also, it could be yourself. If you're, if you're having difficulty as a leader coming up with good ideas on how to improve the organization, then again, that's another sign that it's time to move on. Number four, seen this a lot, especially in the civilian workforce. Turnover has become too common. Now, turnover within an organization could be, you know, a a few factors um a person moves on to for for more pay for a promotion um for a position that's um you know that it offers you know 100% teleworking for a position that's closer to home you know there's all kinds of reasons but another reason could be that they're just tired of the leadership they're tired of of, you know, maybe this organization has a hostile work environment. Maybe it's a toxic environment and, and people are like, you know what, I, I am, I'm not going to stay here. Maybe employees are not getting promoted. Maybe they're not promoting from within and they see people from outside the organization getting promoted. So all of those things can contribute to turnover. And if you are seeing a lot of turnover in an organization, you might want to look yourself in the mirror. Number five, you've become a shut-in, meaning you don't hang out with your 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 teammates after work. And I'm not and I'm not saying that you're going to the bars every night, but um, you're not you know hanging out with them at lunch. You don't participate in um, you know whatever functions or whatever events or um, working groups that you're you're employees have you know let's say you just are a hermit and you stay in your office and you never come out of it and you never see how you never see how the employees are doing you're not there with them when they're having to stay late and work late number six a toxic and harmful work environment has grown and this is probably one of the things that leaders have a hard time recognizing in their organization, because like I said, they all think that they're the best or, you know, leaders. And I'm talking about myself as well. You know, I always thought I was the best leader, the best boss. Everybody loved me, you know, et cetera. And the, the bad part is, is that if you're not in touch with what your employees thoughts and feelings are uh, on a weekly basis, you know, daily basis, if, if you can afford that, 
then you're not going to see what's in front of you, which could be a, a not so good work environment. Um, and, and that, that again, is, so if you're, if you're basically, um, oblivious to, to what's going on around you and you, um, notice that there's a lot of disgruntled people, um, there's, you, you know, and if you're not trying to find out, okay, what's going on? How can we make this better? How can I make this a better place to work? Now, granted, if it's just about complaining because they don't want to do the workload, well, that's a different story. But if, if you are sensing that the work environment is starting to get toxic, you as a leader have to immediately take that, um, as a task that you need to try to fix. But if you're noticing that this is happening and it's become more and more, maybe again, you need to look yourself in the mirror because maybe it's you that's causing this toxic and harmful work environment. And this just, you know, goes with what we've already discussed in the steps is, are, you know, are you becoming a hermit? Do you keep to yourself? You don't engage with the workforce. Um, do you, uh, it is, you know, are you have, is there a lot of turnover in your organization? Are you not promoting your, you know, your good employees that work from within? Do you not have an open door policy? You don't care about what your um, employees, you know, feelings are or what kind of issues they may have. Number seven, no one is knocking on your door. Um, it, it, you know, and this could refer back to the to two things, uh, an open door policy, which, you know, for example, if an employee feels comfortable with you and they, and they trust you and they would like your opinion on something, or if they have to share bad news, whatever, you know, they'll come and they'll talk to you about it. But if they're not doing that and they're going to someone else, then the problem, you know, the problem is probably you that they don't feel comfortable divulging information to you, getting your input, getting, you know, your ideas, getting your, your feedback, you know, they, they're just used to you, um, you know, being negative and, you know, yelling or screaming at them or whatever. But this, this could also apply to the fact that, you know, good leaders are, are sought after. And if people know about you, they're going to try to steal you away from another company. So if no one is knocking on your door or banging, you know, calling, you know, you on the phone or, you know, blowing up your email saying, hey, you know, I got an opportunity for you. Again, you might want to need to look at yourself and say, hey, you know what, maybe I have reached my maximum potential in this position and maybe it's time for me to move on. And I already talked about this in the other one. Number eight, the stress is killing you. Again, stress, you know, definitely affects your health. And number nine, Someone else is waiting in the wings. Just like I said, the, you know, the military example where you've got a new commander coming in, a new first sergeant or sergeant major coming in. And if you're in an organization where a person has made a, uh, you know, has decided to, to leave and step down and you have somebody that's been selected to take over your position, it's, it's you know, you need to make it as painless as possible and you need to move on as quickly as possible so that this new person can establish their, their presence, establish their own leadership, um, uh, leadership ability and, and leadership. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Anyway, I can't think of it. Um, and just establish their presence. So getting back to the scenario, 
we you've 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 got to if you're the person that is supposed to be leaving then you need to be gone you need to shake hands take your retirement or take your you know your award and go to your next position or or retire you don't stick around and if you're the new person coming in then you need to as as you know dignity you know as as politely as possible say hey i'm in charge now it's time for me to get in and establish my presence um and it could be it's a rocky tough situation you know and sometimes you just gotta you just gotta do it but bottom line is is that uh if it's time for you to go you need to turn the reins over turn the keys over to the new person and if you're the person coming in you need to grab those keys and get on board (laughs) 